welcome to Mom Cave Live, where we may have lost our minds, but we haven't lost our sense of humor. I'm Jed, and my guest tonight doesn't feel like night yet. It's still light out. My guest is Meredith Ethington. You may know Meredith as Perfection Pending, and she has a new book out called The Mother Load. And we're talking L-O-A-D, not L-O-D. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. What's the book about, Meredith? So it's about what you would expect it would be about with the title. Um, I cover everything (laughs) from the heaviness of the mental load that all moms carry to mental illness. I talk about toxic positivity in there and how that's harmful to us as moms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, also just all the expectations that society puts on us as moms and how harmful that can be. So kind of, it's kind of divided up into those four sections where I kind of tackle it all. That's awesome. Okay. So everybody yeah. watching, we're going to give away a copy. Yeah. And um, so we'll give it away to somebody who comments. Um, and we'll also, I'll put up the link for the book and the first five people that order, Meredith is going to sign one. I'm, I'm going to send a signed book plate, which is nice. Like, you can stick it in your, your autograph, man. Yeah. She's yeah. Like, that's awesome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So, um, well, first of all, we, you know, We've talked before. Let's see, I'm a mess. Don't Clearly. worry. Clearly, Embrace I was mess. a mess before becoming a mother, <laughs> but becoming a mother just intensifies all of the mess. Absolutely. And that's, yeah, I have always loved your your blog. I guess it started out as your blog name. Yeah, yeah. Action pending. Yeah. Yeah, so I, um, I think I gave it that name because I – am a recovering perfectionist. Hmm. <laughs> I have always kind of had that type A personality, um, you know, trying high achiever kind of kid growing mm-hmm. up, wanting to do everything yeah. just right, right, obey all right. the rules. I was kind of that, mm-hmm. that kid. And yeah. um, that did really well in some areas of my life, you know, mm-hmm. with um, going to college and moving out of my house and being independent. <laughs> but... <laughs> Where it kind of started to rear its ugly head was when I became a mom, Mm -hmm. when I became a parent, realizing that there is no such thing as perfection in parenting or really in anything that we try to do as human beings because we're flawed and imperfect. But specifically in parenting, it was like just putting a spotlight on that idea (laughs) that like, I can't do this. Right? Like, yeah. at least I can't do it perfectly. I shouldn't mm-hmm. say I can't do this because I was doing it. Well, you're doing and, it. You're doing yeah. it right now. And 16 years later, I'm still doing it, right? Wow. So, years. yeah, my oldest actually she'll be 17 next month. So I've been doing it a long time now. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of us uh, have that sort of like growing up, wanting to please and be a good girl and not get into trouble, get straight A's, do all the things. Um, and that, like, it, it looks good from the outside, right? But that is a lot of pressure to feel on the inside. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is stressful. And (laughs) when you add in like trying, you know, your focus totally goes towards trying to do everything right for your kids. Like I think the intention is good. Mm -hmm. Like we want to be the best parents we can be because we don't want to screw up our kids, right? But I think it can be damaging to our mental health if we're not careful, because what happens is we put so much focus on them, we forget to even think about ourselves and what we might need. 
Mm-hmm. And in in them like when before we had kids, we could study and we could follow. Like here are the rules, here are the steps, here's the book, here's what you do. And we try that as moms. And e- even if you read every parenting book, first of all, you go insane because they all say different things. But no book is about your kid and you. Like nothing is individualized enough to tell you what to do all the time. Right? Exactly. And you can make yourself crazy reading all the books. I mean, with my first kid, I was totally, you know, one that wanted to read like what to expect. So I knew exactly mm-hmm. what was going to happen every week in pregnancy. And I wanted right. to do things like just right. But like like you said, there's nothing that's going to tell you every single scenario Mm-hmm. that is going to happen in your life as a parent. <laughs> you know, I've had commenters on my Instagram page say to me, well, why are you complaining? You knew what you were getting into when you had kids. And I hate that because no, no one knows yeah, what they're getting no, into. You, you don't know. <laughs> because even, even someone that maybe grew up with 12 younger siblings and saw their mom do it, when they become a parent, it's going to be a totally different experience than right. what they're parent went through so, so even if you babysat a 10 come on that's not experience you have to go home and give them back and people give you money so that is totally right. different. <laughs> or even if you're a dog mom that is not preparing you for parenting i'm a dog mom i love my dog she is my fourth child however mm-hmm. i can put her in a cage if i need to I and so I, I, wish, I wish that was okay sometimes right i can't do that with my human children <laughs> Right, it's not allowed. So yeah, I mean, we got we've got to be careful about what voices we're listening to, what experts we are reading in books, because ultimately we are the best judge of what we need to do as parents and the best kind of parents we are going to be are for our kids because we know them best. Yeah. Yeah, we're the ones that know them best. If you're just joining us, this is Meredith Ethington, who has written a new book called The Mother Load, and she's giving away a copy to somebody who comments. Um, let me put I am. Yeah. So tell me. us where you are. Yeah, where, tell us where you are. And, and yeah, I, was, I have a copy, but it's out of reach and the whole setup okay. might fall over. So I'm not going to grab it. Well, I think I just sent it to the comments, but we'll see. Um, okay. It's also, li- it's linked in the description on Facebook, but we're on all the places. So, you know, yeah, we're, yeah. we're on every platform. We can do that. Um, That's awesome. Okay. So we know the problem, right? We know the problem that we try to be perfect and that we're overloaded, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. My life. Like, We've heard this story. <laughs> We've heard this story. Help. What can yeah. we do? What can we do? So I talk a lot about self-care in my book, which is funny to me because when I first became a mom, I had like zero self-care and it took me a long time to realize mm-hmm. that it actually was really, really important. And, you know, I think we kind of, as moms, we kind of roll our eyes at self-care because we're like, oh, that's one more thing I have to do. And I'm already, it's expensive, all the reasons. Right. Right. And I, I really encourage moms to try to figure out what the, what their self-care really is and not to shortchange themselves. A lot of times we want to say like taking a shower is my self-care. I'm like, no, that's That's like a basic. Yeah. That's like basic hygiene, basic human right. Come on. Mm -hmm. Like you should be able to take a shower whenever you want to take a shower. Well, not maybe whenever you want, if you've got a newborn or something, but that should be your right as a human (laughs) being to have a hot shower and to sit down and eat a meal for a minute. And so often we kind of try to count those things as self-care when in reality they're not. So we've got to find something that 
refuels us and rejuvenates us and makes us feel alive, I think, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we were humans before we became moms. And after our kids leave the nest, we are going to sit there and be like, who was I? At least that would have been my experience a few years ago, because I wasn't prioritizing anything that I cared about Mm -hmm. whatsoever. Instead, I was just kind of floating along and hoping one day I would figure it out. (laughs) No, I mean, we we know you have writing, so that's something Mm -hmm. that you do. Um, What other kinds of things do you do? Well, I'm currently in school right now, getting my master's degree. So that is a brand new thing that um, I got my undergrad degree in psychology. So I've always been interested in mental health. Um, And that my original plan back in my 20s was to go to grad school. And I didn't do it because I put my husband through grad school and I had kids. And I kind of just thought, oh, maybe that's not that important. But in the past couple of years, especially with the pandemic, it has been like eating away at me. Like you need to go back to school and you need to do this thing. And I told myself no for a long time mm-hmm. <laughs> because I thought, oh, you know, I made all the excuses. It's too much mm-hmm. money. It's too much time. And what, how are my kids going to survive if I suddenly start working outside of the home? So writing was this great thing for me because it was flexible and I could do it at home and it made, you know, some money. But really what I'm passionate about is helping mothers understand how important it is to take care of their mental health. And that's kind of how this book was born. Um, I wrote it during the pandemic. I wrote it during a really dark time. Yeah, for everyone, for the (laughs) world. For everyone, (laughs) for sure. You know, like everybody, somebody was crying in my house every day. It was usually me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was very Mm -hmm. stressful in the beginning of the pandemic. And, um, I had written about mental health a long time, you know, I had been writing about, about it for years, but I realized that that's what really moms really resonated with were all my posts that shared kind of like the darker sides of how we sometimes feel parenting and shedding light on that and giving hope that it can get better. And so that's where the mother load kind of came about is I wrote it during this dark time. It was kind of dark in its first version. (laughs) It morphed into something beautiful and hopeful, which is that we can all make mental health a priority, even Mm -hmm. busy moms. It is possible. And it's a perfect time to be talking about this because May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So Is it? I did not know. I was not aware enough, apparently. Um, (laughs) Well, now you know. (laughs) Too busy trying to uh, keep my mental health. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Social media is full of young, gorgeous women giving makeup tutorials. I guarantee you they've never tried putting their face on with a baby on one boob and another kid shooting Nerf guns at them. Moms want to look great too, but we just don't have the time or the energy to put all that effort into it. Meet Mommy Makeup. Yep, it's a thing. Mommy Makeup's motto is clean beauty for busy women. Take advantage of their free color consultation program. Send in your selfie and which products interest you, and Mommy Makeup will reply back with shade suggestions and a $10 gift card to use towards your order. MommyMakeup.com slash free color consultation. Promo code MOMCAVE for 20% off your first order. Start your Mommy Makeup journey today. Or as soon as the kids go to bed. There's the part of it, though, that's like, also, there's sometimes, sometimes you feel kind of shameful to be the one that says, oh, it's not, you know, I have a, I have a great life. I have these healthy kids and a husband and I live in a house and, you know, we have food mm-hmm. to eat. 
And so why am I feeling like this? And mm-hmm. how embarrassing to admit to others that I, you know, that I do. Like, do yeah. you have that? Do you struggle with that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think if we look at the world as a whole, we can go, okay, like my worries are not that important. My suffering is nothing compared to the suffering of someone else. However, my argument against that is this is not the suffering Olympics. That's not, (laughs) that's not what humanity is about. And I talk a lot about empathy in my book and how important it is to just show up for people, no matter what their circumstances are and be empathetic and, you know, show them that you can sit with them in that dark time and they're okay to feel that way. And, you know, maybe all you can do is just sit with them and maybe you can't do anything more than that, but we all have problems and we all have struggles. And for me, you know, I have been shamed about talking about some of this stuff and it doesn't feel good when that happens. Although I will say I've been writing long enough that I've built up a pretty thick skin at this point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it doesn't, it doesn't get under my skin like it used to. Um, However, I, I mean, I do recognize that I have privileges that other people don't have. I have material things that other people don't have. I have a lot of good things going for me, but even wealthy, rich, um, privileged people get depressed. Have you seen what the white Lotus? Yeah, no, I have not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm just starting, but this is the whole thing. We keep saying, you you know what? They're really wealthy and they're really sad. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we could go down that whole path too, for sure. Like, you know, think of all the famous people that have, you know, died by suicide because mm-hmm. they were so depressed and silencing it and not speaking about it. And so for me over the years, speaking about it has given me the freedom to kind of let it go. Yeah. And now that's not for everybody. I mean, I know that we can't all, you know, not all of us feel comfortable speaking about our mental illness on social media. Mm-hmm. Like it's a vulnerable thing. Um, but we can speak about it to people that are close to us. We can share with a friend, share with our partner. We can talk to someone and say, look, I'm not feeling like myself. What are you seeing from the outside? We can get therapy. You know, there are so many ways that we can reach out to our network and speak about things that we're struggling with. And yeah, there will be people out there that will shame us. And there will be people that be like, they'll do the um, whole silver lining thing. Well, at mm-hmm. least X, Y, or Z. Right. And I hate that because really what most people need is connection and they need to be heard. That's mm-hmm. really it. It boils down to kind of those two things. I'm a big fan of Brene Brown, so I'm stealing that idea from her. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, it's true. Like when you think about it, when you feel heard, whether it's by your partner or a friend or whatever, you feel so much better afterwards. And so being able to talk about these hard things and the things we struggle with in parenting is a way for us to kind of like, just let it go Mm -hmm. and feel validated and feel like somebody understands us, feel less alone. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the, the women I've become most close with are the women where we've just said, okay, I'm a mess today or yeah, 
I can't. I'm sorry. I said I was going to bring the paper plates to the class party and I couldn't even get that together. Yeah. I feel stupid. And then they're all, everyone's like, it's fine. Let's, you know. Yeah. It, because come people, on, I on. think most people are going to come from a place of non-judgment and embrace you because they have flaws and imperfections. And if they don't, they're not your people. No. No, you know, most people definitely yeah. not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, if anyone has a question for Meredith, leave it in the comments, and someone's yeah. going to win a copy of the book. Um, hmm, I'm trying to think. Okay, I'm going to ask you some silly questions okay. now, real quick. I love um, it. What is the one item every mom should carry in her purse? Oh. The first thing that came to my hand, head was hand sanitizer. <laughs> that's a, yeah, it's pretty germy out there. Uh, I mean, that's, I am a germaphobe. I was a germaphobe before COVID, so that's just me. But I would say some sort of like hand sanitizer or wipe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely. Because even big kids need wipes. Even big kids, my, so my son's almost 13. And he, uh, had, they had their first school dance last Friday, <laughs> but they also had a baseball game directly before the dance. And I made sure to bring the wipes. Yep. And the, the, all the 13 year olds were very appreciative that even yeah. though they weren't babies, we had wipes because they were, they were smelly. Yeah, babies. you get sticky hands <laughs> no matter how old you are. <laughs> yeah, good for so many things. So many things. Um, do you have a favorite book that other than your own, of course? <laughs> No, I wouldn't call my own my favorite anyway, <laughs> although you should all buy it. Definitely sure. buy it. Definitely. Go on to Amazon. The link's in the description. Oh, gosh, a favorite book. That's hard for me because I love books and I love to read. And yet, I don't read very often because I, right now, here's my my current page turner that I'm reading. <laughs> Which oh, is a, wow. a school that, book, you know. That's definitely going to keep me away. <laughs> this and Counseling Theories. Those are the books mm -hmm. I'm reading right now. Mm -hmm. um, I love memoirs. Memoirs are yeah. um, really great. What's a good memoir you've, you've read? Oh, well, I mean, I love Educated, The Glass Castle, books like that. Or I just read one called Loose Cannons. That's a new one that probably a lot of people haven't heard about. That's really good. Um, but probably my favorite book, if I had to pick one, I would say, um, and it's kind of an obscure one that maybe a lot of people don't know about is I Know This Much Is True by Wally Lamb. Yes. Do you know I that book? I love that book. It, it, yeah. You know what? It's so long ago that I don't really remember much of what it was about, but I remember yeah. loving it. It's also about mental health, oddly enough. <laughs> So it's about two brothers, two twin brothers, where one is schizophrenic and one is not, and kind of this one brother's journey towards, like, understanding his family dynamics and stuff. It's a big, huge book. Don't be intimidated by yes, it because it's so, it's so, so good. So that's probably one of my favorites and one that I've read multiple times. Yeah. Oh, wow. Multiple times. Now, I have started to read things multiple times and realized, as I'm, like, halfway through the first chapter, I've read this book before. And so you just ditch it. Totally at that point. Forgot. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. how I can read more. I'm the same way with movies. I'm like, have I seen this before? Can't remember. And then I'll watch it. I'm like, I have, but then I forget. How but you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So I'll just watch it again. So <laughs> that's our brains are too full. Right. right. So we have this load and let me, let me bring it back on the screen. The mother load as we're talking about, which is Meredith's new book, which you can find on Amazon. Um, yeah, it's, it's about all of these things. And I just want to encourage everybody to read it and to, you know, if you don't have 
moms in your life that you can be um, real with, like we are right here, mm-hmm. then there is something to be said for an online network of friends. Absolutely. You can make friends with people that are far away that you've never even met, develop friendships, you know, things you have in common. Um, we've both done it. Yeah, it's the best. I mean, (laughs) I say sometimes like my best friends live on the internet, but Mm -hmm. they don't. They're real people and I've met them in real life. (laughs) Yeah, and I spend time with them and it's been just like this beautiful friendship and it it takes effort and takes travel sometimes and that's not easy for everyone. But I do, I would encourage, and I talk about this in my book too, like finding your people, finding that network of that can be your kind of whether it's just somebody to vent to or right. someone you can watch that can watch your kids and you can swap, you know, childcare with. That's the dream, right? Um, <laughs> Lovely. <fantasy>. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, just finding people that understand you and get you. It's so much easier now with the internet. Like you mm-hmm. really can. Right. So if you're in your little house or wherever feeling alone and sad and like you don't have a friend, that I trust, trust me, there's someone else that feels that way too. And there's someone out there that you can be friends with. Totally. And that's what I wanted mom cave to be all about when I, you know, first started it. Yeah. And um, yeah, so we're all here for each other. Um, I hope that you all will go and get this book because it's awesome and it will make you feel better about life. Even if you just read it like 30 seconds at a time on the toilet, because yeah, it's actually broken up in a way that makes it really digestible that way. Digestible. No pun intended. Yes. (laughs) It's good toilet reading. I missed that. I missed that. See, great. Love um, that. Yeah. So check it out, everybody. And oh, there goes the earbud again. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Get Meredith's book. Check her out. Perfection. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. Great talking with you.